What a wonderful thought. Our debt for our sin has been paid in full. I invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 28 this morning. Book of Matthew chapter 28. And the title of this message this morning, Come and See. Come and See. As we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we, it's, it's an honor that we have a country that recognizes this day uh, as the Resurrection Sunday. Uh, but it's also a celebration throughout the year. Because that's why we meet on Sunday instead of other days of the week. We, we, uh, we come together on the first day of the week in recognition of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Jews, uh, they worshipped on the Sabbath, uh, which was Saturday. And, uh, but since Jesus came and uh, the whole scheme of God's uh, worship changed, uh, we recognize the resurrection of Jesus Christ happened on Sunday. And so when we come together on Sunday morning, it's uh, every, every week, it's in recognition of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, we're certainly delighted to have so many visitors here today. And, and I hope I'll get a chance to meet all of you. And, and uh, if there's anything that we can do to be a blessing to you, to help you, uh, I hope that you'll let us know. And, and we'll uh, try to, to try to work uh, with everybody and just try to uh, be, be as, as uh, uh, hospitable as we possibly can and uh, hope that you'll find us a friendly uh, group of people. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, we're going to read verses 1 through 8 this morning. If you're physically able to stand for the reading of the Word of God, I ask you to stand. Matthew 28, verses number 1 through 8. The Bible says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angels, and the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I have, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. Let us pray. You have me, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we can remember. Uh, the resurrection of our Savior, dear Lord. Uh, we, we, uh, the, the, the event of his death is still fresh in our mind. And, and we're so grateful that that was not the end. We're so grateful that the, the, the plan of salvation was paid for. And the debt for sin was paid. And you cried on the cross, it is finished. We're grateful for that. But we're also just tremendously grateful that 
you conquered death in three days and three nights. You rose from the dead. And we're just so thankful for uh, what you do for us on an ongoing basis, dear Lord. And I just pray that you would just work through this message. Help us, dear Lord, to understand. Help us to see what's going on in our lives that we need to just give to you and let you take care of. And dear Lord, I just pray that there's any lost soul here today that they'll receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Thank you for your love and your mercy in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Come and see. The, the cross has already taken place. Because of man's sin, there was a, a plan of action that was put into place. Man became separated from God. There was, because of God's holiness and because of God's perfection and because of the sins of, and because of the sins of mankind, we were incompatible. There's no way that we could be with God because of our sin and His holiness and our sinfulness could not come together. And it was because of the, the, the plan of salvation that God set in order from the very beginning back in the book of Genesis. He has closed that gap. He has bridged that gap between mankind and God by sending His Son. All through the Bible we find prophecies leading to the Son of God coming to this earth. We find in the scriptures being fulfilled right down to every smallest detail, one right after another. This had, been take, had taken place just three days and three nights before uh, this particular day on the first day of the week. This uh, event was still fresh in the minds of those who saw it. They were, uh, very, it was very real to them. Uh, that, that cross was very real. Uh, God had, uh, the, but it was over. When Jesus called out, says, it is finished. The plan of salvation was complete. Uh, everything that needed to be done for man to be saved was taken care of on that cross. Amen. Everything that was done. Now we, today, we like to add things to it. Well, you have to do this, do that in order to have salvation. But no, Jesus did it all while he was on the cross. He was the one who, who, who did the work uh, so that we could be saved. There's not enough work that we could do to ever be saved. We can't work our way there. It's impossible. Amen. And our sins will keep us eternally separated uh, from God until we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Well, that price was paid. God has a gift offered to all people to close the gap between our sins and eternal life. Amen. And as a gift, there's nothing we can do to earn it, to work for it, to pay for it. It is finished. It is finished. And as we move to today's message, the people that were there in that time, they are moving towards the next event. They're, they had seen their Savior crucified. There was a lot of things that they didn't understand. They were confused. These people had been, been there and they seen the brutal death of Jesus. They had seen the, the torture and the suffering that he went through. And they didn't understand they didn't understand. They could not uh, uh, rationalize what was going on. 
They were confused. Well, we also find in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is not just the death of Christ, but it's the death, the burial, and resurrection. Listen, if all you know about Jesus is his death, you haven't gone far enough. Amen. Uh, that was just uh, the payment for sin. But three days and three nights later, he came out of that grave, and he conquered death, and he conquered it for you. Amen. And uh, as... Uh, we, we want to see the entire story. And as we come into the, today's lesson, we want to look at what the next event was. There was the cross. That, that, that picture of the Lamb of God being sacrificed for all of mankind. That was taken three days and three nights prior to uh, the resurrection morning. Well, first of all, I want you to see as these people, as these ladies make their way to the tomb, I want us to see what they brought. See what they brought. Most of them had probably been awake most of the night. Someone very close to them had died. Have you ever lost someone close? You, you can't sleep. You can't sleep. And if you do sleep, you hope that when you wake up, you'll find that it's all been a dream. You wish that, that you could undo things. You think you wish that things could be undone and, and you could go back like you, it used to be. That's what was going on in the minds of these people as they, were, as they were making their way to the tomb on this particular day. They had seen the brutal death of Jesus. He was their friend. He was their, their teacher. He was their savior. And they were full of questions. Everything they believed was being questioned. That the king of kings is, was, has been crucified. How can he be the king but yet die on a cross? How could this be? They didn't know what they should believe at this point. Their whole um, their, their stability and their, their, their peace had been rattled and shaken. They made their way to this tomb that morning. They were carrying grief. They were carrying doubt and darkness. Not only were they walking in darkness, they were heavy on their souls. They were, they were mourning the loss of their friend, of their teacher, of their Savior. Mary, who was there with them, had been freed from demons. She was struggling with her past. She had been freed. She was struggling with her feelings in her heart. She didn't understand what was going on. And as they walked... This morning, the fears, the tears, the heartache was real. They had lost someone very close to them. And they were hurting. But today, we are like them. We have sinned. We have come short of the glory of God. We have sinned and been scarred by our failures. We've made mistakes. Our minds are haunted by the memories of a past life. Some may be struggling with some fresh grief even today. Something's going on right now. Someone in your family who's got a terrible sickness. And you're looking for answers. You're looking for help. And you're looking for hope. Someone may be having a, a problem with a relationship. It's gone south. It's 
just hasn't turned out like you thought it would. Things are going on and it hurts. It hurts and you're confused. Maybe you like them, like he had, have been betrayed. And it's cut you to the core. You're hurting. Maybe you've come here today to celebrate the resurrection, but you have issues going on right now in your life that somehow makes you question God. They came to this tomb. They were burdened and needing an answer. They brought things. They were bringing to the tomb some grief and sorrow. Today, if you come to our services today, you too might be bringing sorrow. I don't know uh, so many of you yet. I'm, I'm getting to know you, and I'm, it's going to take some time. Little by little, I'll get to know you a little better. But I know in a congregation this size, there are things going on in your lives that I'm not aware of. But I want you to know whatever it is that's going on right now in your life, God is fully aware of what it is. Amen. He knows exactly what you're going through. And He cares about what's happening in your life. And all we must remember is we just need to let Him. And I know that sounds real spiritual. But very hard to do sometimes when we don't have the answers. We want to we want to know everything up front. We want to understand it completely. Well, God always doesn't work that way. Remember the time of Joseph back in the Old Testament. He he uh, was a favorite from his father, and his brothers captured him out in the wilderness that one day and. Thought of killing him, decided not to, but just kind of come up with a scheme to show that it looked like he had been destroyed by a wild animal and he was dead. Sold him into slavery. Oh, Joseph, he hadn't done anything to deserve such treatment. But he was carried off into slavery. All along, he was wondering, what's going on? God didn't tell him what was going to happen. He had no clue. What was going to happen in the future. But he just faithfully followed the Lord in his life. And later on in life it was revealed to him. His purpose of why it all took place. You know the Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light of my path. God's word he doesn't show you. It's not like a spotlight that shines way in the future. Shows you what's coming around the corner. But it's a light that shows you each step. A light of my path. The next step. We don't know the future, but God does. But if we'll just follow that next step. That next step. We'll follow his ways. And, and that's, that's what we want uh, to, to learn as we, as we face our struggles today. Let's just follow him. We see what they brought and now I want us to look at to see what they found or what they discovered. It was an impressive sight. The Bible mentions an earthquake. The ground shook as God's angel uh, comes to, uh, to that garden. The ground shook. 
You know, God, God's voice has a way of causing things to move around on this earth. Sometimes, sometimes uh, uh, God shows up, and other times God just shows out. <laughs> his, his angel came and shook the ground that they were walking on. Uh, we don't have earthquakes here in Florida. Uh, some of you may have come from an area where they have earthquakes. I tell you, it was, a, it was an experience for us living in Romania, growing up in Florida, being used to knowing what to do with hurricanes and getting woken up in the middle of the night from an earthquake. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> it shook the ground. But listen, the ground shook when that angel came as they were walking their way towards the tomb. The ground shook. They're showing the power of God. Not only uh, did the ground shake, but then an angel appeared from heaven. And the Bible says his countenance was like lightning. And, and, you know, the countenance means that the, the facial expression was like lightning. And I, I don't, I, I really, what does that mean? I don't know, but it was bright and it was brilliant and it was, it was noticeable. God's power was with the angel as he came and spoke uh, to these women. His countenance was white, his, his raiment was white as snow, the Bible says. It was an impressive sight. God's angels was, had been given, had been sent to, to give a message to his followers, these women that had gone to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus, to, to uh, put the, uh, the, the, the anointments on the, the body to help uh, in, in the rituals that they go through for, for burial. It was an impressive sight, but not only was it an impressive sight, but it was a terrifying sight. It was a terrifying, the, the keepers, the men that were placed there in the tomb to make sure that it was protected, that no one would come and steal the body because they heard that he was going to raise, be raised the dead three days and three nights later. And they were afraid that disciples would come and take the body and say that he rose from the dead. And so they put these guards by the tomb and the Bible says they, they shook and they, they appeared as dead men. So it was terrifying as these women came out. They, 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 see, they see the angel that's come, the ground shaking, the, the, the remnant, the, uh, the raiment of, of the angel, the white, and the, the countenance is, is lightning, and, and these dead men all around. It was terrifying. Um, you know, when you, when you go to the cemetery, the last thing you want to see is dead people laying around. <laughs> Uh, they're supposed to be in the ground. Uh, and, and, and these soldiers were laying around as dead men. It was terrifying. It was a, it was a sight. It was a sight to see. And, and uh, some, you know, when we think of angels, we think of angels and we, we picture angels in my mind. We, we think of them as being peaceful. And they are. But what would you do if you met one? I mean, how would you feel if one stood in front of you face to face? It'd be terrifying. It'd be terrifying. These ladies, most likely, were, ter- were, were, were afraid. Well, you may be here today and you brought some baggage. You've got some things going on in your life that, that you don't understand about. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know how to, process, uh, how to process what's going on in your life. You're afraid. 
want you to know it's okay. It's okay. You're afraid. It's okay. God knows all about it. He understands your fear. He understands the process that you're going through. He understands and He cares. You're asking yourself, what should you do? Give it to God. Give it to God. Resign as king of the universe. And give it to God. Today, we think we have to control everything in our lives. We have to be in control of things. We don't want to be a victim. And so we have to control things. We have to make things right. We have to do things. And, and when we get in a situation where we just don't know what to do, we lose control and it, it bothers us. It disturbs us. It causes us to fear. What do we do? God will not always give you what you think you need, but he will give you what he knows is best. Your situation sometimes is bigger than you are. There's, there's nothing you can do. You don't have the power. You can't, you can't do what needs to be done. You can't do anything to fix it. It's out of your control. Give it to him. And the angel says, don't be afraid. Amen. The angel says, fear not. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. They were afraid. They didn't know the answers of what was coming up. And the angel said, fear not. God understands. And his messenger is saying today, fear not. Fear not. He knows what's going on in your mind. Boy, I tell you, I'm so thankful for that. Sometimes we can't put to words what our fears are. We're just afraid. We don't know what we're afraid of. Things are just kind of getting out of control and we don't know how to verbalize it. We have no one to talk to about it that would understand. We feel alone. We feel uncomfortable. We feel like our whole world is crashing in around us. God knows. And he says, fear not. Fear not. He's in control. He knows, and, and like I said, he, he may not fix things like you think they ought to be fixed. But understand that he knows what's best for us. And he'll, he'll, uh, he'll give you peace with whatever happens if you'll certainly seek it. It was an impressive sight and a terrifying sight, but also it was a, a predicted sight. You know, this didn't catch those disciples off guard. They should have known. Where were they? Were they? Jesus told them this was going to happen. If you go back to the book of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, it says, as is, For as Jonas, talk about Jonah, was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He told them that Jesus said that. And then over in Matthew chapter 20, uh, verses 18 and 19, he says, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. Jesus, again speaking, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him, and the third day he shall rise again. 
three days and three nights had passed, where were they? I mean, if, if they were missing him and confused about what was going to happen, why didn't they go to the tomb? He told them what was going to happen. Where were they at? They were away. They weren't there. They were confused about what to do next, and they didn't know where to go. Where he, and they didn't go where he would be to find out what to do. We sometimes can be just like them. We have unanswered questions in our life, and our life sometimes feels like it's out of control. Our heads are spinning trying to figure it all out. First thing we do is stay out of church. Somehow we want to blame God for what's going on. How do you think you're really going to get to the answers? Who do you think is going to support and encourage you when you're away from God's people? Why is it that at the times we need God the most, we run from Him? Well, the angel said, I know, I know. He says, I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. God knew that they were confused and afraid, questioning him about what is happening in their lives. God didn't beat them up over it. He didn't beat them up over it. He understands our weakness. He understands our human nature. God knows all about it. He said, I know, God knows and understands what is going on in our hearts and cares about us. And God never minimizes what's going on in, in our lives, it's, uh, what we go through. He knows it's important to you. He knows what's strong in our hearts. He knows. The crucifixion was real. Their pain was real. The sorrow that they felt was real. God says, I know. I know. He understands. He understands the struggles we face internally. Well, then he leads to an invitation. Then he said, come. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Come see the end of the story. Or the end of the process of your salvation. The resurrection. Come see the place. You understand that the angel came and rolled back the stone. He didn't roll the stone back to let Jesus out. Jesus was already gone. He rolled the stone back to allow his people in. To see the place. He says, come, come see the place. See, come see the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The creator of all things, Jesus, the one that makes the mountains tremble, the one that walked on water, the one who heals the blind does not need someone to roll back the stone so he can come out of the grave. 
Well, the angel opened the grave to let them in. And, and you too may have doubts about God. You may be here today and not, e not even convinced that God exists. There are people who have questions about God. And some of you are here today because it's just what you're supposed to do on Easter. And I'm glad you came. But I want you to know if you have questions about God, whether He's true, whether He's real, whether He, he is all that people say He is, let me tell you something. It's a fact. It's true. He's inviting you to know Him. He's inviting you to walk with Him. And He wants to have a legitimate part of your life. Amen. He wants to, to guide you and work through you and make you what, what will bring honor and glory to Him. Amen. Well, you may have these kind of questions. You may, you may have been out of church for a long time. Come back and see. He is real. And offering an invitation for you to come and see. This invitation is for you to come and see. The spotlight was on the tomb. And the angel is saying, come and see. Come and see the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's alive. He's not dead. He's alive. And I know he's alive because he's alive in my life. He's alive in, in your lives. And I see how he works in your lives. And I would love to see him work in all of your lives. He's alive. Well, there's some truths that you can believe. Jesus is alive. He was crucified. He was bruised and battered. And he paid the debt for sin for your, uh, for your sins on the cross. If you're here today and you've never been saved, I want you to understand that cross uh, completely this morning. Jesus died on the cross. All of our sins, all of your sins. And I said our first because I'm talking about my own. All of our sins were on him. Every lie, every evil action that we've done, every evil thought, everything that we have uh, failed God with was on his son. At that time. It was real. It was real. Jesus did die. But he rose again. He's alive today. He rose from the dead. He walked among the people for days after his resurrection. He ate breakfast. He ate the evening meal with them. He told them to fill the, 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 the holes where the nails were in my hands. Put your hand in my side. His resurrection was fully documented. Not just in the Bible. It's true. He rose from the dead. He said, come and see. And then he said, go quickly. And tell his disciples. As we look on down in our text. In, in uh, verse number 7. It says. And go quickly. And tell his disciples. That he has risen from the dead. Behold he goeth uh, before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo I have told you. 
Tell his disciples, those that can't sleep at night. Go tell them, those who are confused about what to do next. Go tell them, those who I died for. Go tell them the good news. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Go tell them. Go tell them. And, and when they know the complete story, they will go and tell others. And that's exactly what we're supposed to do. We that know the story. We sing the song, I love to tell the story. I love to tell the story of Jesus. We know the story. I wonder how often we tell it. I wonder if we share it. I wonder... If we're willing to go and tell. As we read on down in, 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 this, in, in the Bible. We find that on the very day of his resurrection. A lot of people have never put this together. The very day on Easter day on resurrection Sunday. That very day. Jesus gave some commands. To his disciples. You, you know what those commands were? Follow with me if I, as I read them. John chapter 20 and verses 18 through 21. John chapter 20 verses 18 through 21. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. And that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening. The same day. Being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were ascended for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said of them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Amen. Amen. The very day that he rose from the day, we concentrate upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and we don't pay attention about what his message was during those 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. And the focus of his attention towards his disciples was carrying the gospel to other places. That was the focus. He had been teaching them about himself and about God during the three and a half years uh, of his ministry here on this earth. But during that, that post-resurrection time, he focused on carrying the gospel to other places. Also in the book of John, or book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 46 and 48, happened in that upper room when he was meeting with the ten. Remember, Thomas was not there that night. Kind of got in trouble over that one, but that very upper, upper room in Luke 24, 46 and 47, and he says, and he said unto them, speaking of Jesus, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. Jesus' message to his disciples, come and see, go and tell. 
Come and see and go and tell. Oh, tonight we're in for a blessing. A former pastor here at this church is committing his life to be a missionary to go to France. People who's, some people who's never heard the name of Jesus. Never heard the plan of salvation presented. He's committing his life and taking his family and they're going to go to France and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord willing, this church is going to have a major part in him going. We're going to be excited about it. We are excited about what God's going to do. I know what it's like to be on that foreign field. I came from Romania for 16 years, living in a foreign land, learning a foreign language. It's not an easy path. Working with governments that don't want you there, with people who are against you everywhere you turn around, Leave your family and your friends and go to that place because God said we're to go and tell. That's what it means to be a mission-minded church. Not only sending out missionaries, but having the guts to just tell our next-door neighbor, our co-worker, our family, Say, well, I, preacher, I, I have problems talking with them. I, I... Jesus said, go. He said, go. This morning, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I want you to consider your own life. You're here this morning. You don't understand all... What went on on the cross? You've heard about Jesus dying on the cross and trying to figure all that out. And the world has their ideas. I want you to understand that what he did on that cross, he did for each and every human being on this earth. He did it for you. And he completed the plan of salvation that's available to all mankind. Whosoever believeth. It's available to you, this gift of salvation. Just because you come to church or just because you hear a message or you sing a song doesn't make you saved. You must believe. You You must make a personal decision to trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Asking Him to forgive you of your sins. To believe. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to pay for it. There are church buildings across this country that are filled with people this morning who are working hard. They're working hard. They want to go to heaven and they're working hard. That's not how it works. The work was done by Jesus. We must believe. If you're here today and you've never been saved... I'd be honored to share with you from the Word of God what you must do to be saved here this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you're struggling. Something going on in your life. You don't know how to have the answers. 
you just need to give it to God this morning. We have an altar up here. You're welcome to come up and pray. If you'd like for me to pray with you, I'd be glad to. Whatever is going on in your life, but I want us to see this as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He wants us to see that empty tomb. And then he wants us to go and tell. And as a church, I'm going to do my best to lead this church to be a go and telling people. Because if we are not involved in that, we have no reason to exist. We have no purpose. We must tell. As we stand, bow your heads and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for those you brought together this morning. Dear Lord, I pray, dear Lord, that those who have come, whatever they brought today, that they will see you. They will just turn it over to you. Problems and their struggles. Whatever's going on, I pray to you, Lord, that you would just make yourself real to them because we know you're alive. We know you're real. We know that you're a part of our lives and want to be a part of everyone's life for those who will give their life to you. Dear Lord, I just pray you just bless this time of invitation. If there's decisions that need to be made, that they will make these decisions this morning. Thank you, dear Lord, for the salvation you've given us, for this church. And I pray, dear Lord, that we will be faithful in doing the work that you've given us to do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.